You're listening to a crazy little thing called Love Dare, a comedy podcast. It's episode 66, Panda Sexpress. Let's get straight into it, shall we? 11.1 million of you in the UK and 17 million in the US watched the Harry and Meghan Markle interview with Oprah Winfrey. Did you watch it? Now, I'm not surprised that the, some of the things they said, I mean, obviously, it's the royal family. The royal family is a pure white bloodline. And if you think they're going to accept a black woman or a black man or even a black child into their family, it's not going to happen. <laughs> she she got singled out, basically. That's the whole moral of the story. I mean, some of the things she was saying, I was expecting them to say that. But to get rid of their um, status and their son's status of not having Prince, Prince Archie is his name, uh, that's just terrible. That's a total cut-off. And and that's what you get in Asian families. There is no difference. Um, Obviously, times are changing now. A lot of Asian families are accepting nowadays as generations move on. They are expecting other cultures color, ethnicity, different backgrounds to join their family. But it still happens, you know what I mean? Like I remember years ago you couldn't you couldn't take a white girl home. <laughs> you could take a black girl home. Are you crazy? You'd get disowned. And basically that's what they did. They disowned her. That's totally what they done. I've I know someone who um, got disowned that much from their family because this girl went against the family's wishes and decided to marry somebody else and they totally cut her off just like East is East a movie if you've never seen it I'd highly recommend it it's a comedy film it's based in Bradford about an Asian family and all the kids are so uh, westernized that you know <laughs> They don't care, but their dad was like militant, which reminds me of my own dad a lot. Um, obviously changed now, but yeah. So they in the beginning of the film, they um, they cut off one of their sons because he refused to marry the girl they wanted him to. Turns out he was gay. <laughs> that was the whole reason he left the family, but they literally cut him off. He wasn't in any of the pictures or albums. No photos of, ar- of him around the house. And that's what happened to my friend. I say friend. Somebody I know. I won't mention names. And they basically, they cut her off. She was in no wedding film. Her name wasn't there. It was like she wasn't even born. And ba- that's what's happened with Harry and Meghan. So obviously the royal family, I don't know who it is, probably all of them, does not like the decision that Harry made. Totally broke the rules, and now they cut him off. So your son's not going to get the title. They're probably happy that they're not the Duchess and 
Duchess of, is it Sussex? 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 Can't even say the rigging word. What's wrong with me? <laughs> so that's that, but I catched it. I felt, I felt for them, you know. A lot of people are giving them stick. You know, there's a lot of memes been happening lately since then. Uh, there's some good ones out there, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't know, has anyone catched the one where the bird drop? there's bird droppings on uh, Megan? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check it out. It made me laugh. It made me laugh that much. I just kept thinking about it and kept chuckling to myself at work. <laughs> I think the royal family are crapping themselves now, though, after all that. Because they've got, like... These guys, they travel the world, don't they? And represent Britain, Great Britain. Uh, they got what? They're in the, com- the part of the Commonwealth Nations, which is made up of 52 different countries around the world, including Africa and Asia, other parts as well, including Caribbean and Americas, Europe, uh, parts of the Pacific. Uh, that, that, that's a lot of countries, 52 countries. I wonder what all these countries think. <laughs> I know a lot of them don't want to be part of the Commonwealth, probably. Birmingham's supposed to be holding the Commonwealth Games soon. And they're getting the whole city ready for that. So I wonder if any of them don't turn up. <laughs> that would be hilarious. If some of the countries were like, nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> you guys are racist. I ain't going there. But the thing, like, the whole dilemma of all this that um, I think is the crazy stuff. When thing comes out, when stuff like this comes out, right, the racism comes out, like, people can't hold it back. <laughs> they just have to be racist. They have to say something nasty. Like, Piers Morgan, everyone knows that Piers Morgan, he's a, a TV presenter in the UK. And he's got always got his own little views, and he he never holds back, and he's not scared to you know to say the stuff he says. But he was on live national TV, calling Megan a liar, saying she made it all up. She's an actress, and she's very good at acting. <laughs> and he believes that none of this happened. He reckons she's made it all up. I think I don't think she made any of it up. I doubt it. I mean. If she did, she's a very good actress, and her <laughs> her lying skills are great. But there's got to be something there. I mean, they they wouldn't leave the royal family for any other reason. <laughs> uh, it's mad, yeah. But the whole racism thing—it's all come out. Like I was working with a girl the other day. I met her for the first time uh, through the job, and she's a paramedic, and she actually put a tweet up. Uh, the night before, and she's is. I've looked at the tweet now. It's got over sixteen k likes. It's got thousands and thousands of uh, retweets, and she she got racially abused, and she said it's, it, it happens every day. And the tweet she put, she's known as at hijabi paramedic. Um, her real name is Medea, um, and Medea put a t- uh, message up on Twitter saying, "The fact that I've been called a effing parky." multiple times on my last ambulance shift just displays how much more is still needed to be done in raising awareness and education in the battle against racism. Awful. Absolutely awful. That's what she's put there. Um, I totally agree with her. 
I mean, she's a paramedic. She's out there. She's trying to help people. And people are giving her racial abuse. You know, it's not right. You know, it's, I'm, I think if that was me and I went out, say, oh, no, it's a car crash. The guy's on the floor. He needs resuscitating or, well, if he needed resuscitating, he won't be able to to be racist at me. But <laughs> let's say he's conscious um, and he goes, you're a effing, you know, bleep, bleep. Get off me. I think I would. I'd be like, all right, fine. Just sit there and we'll wait for someone who's white, maybe, who can help you out. And by the time they get there, mate, you're dead. So I'll just stand and watch. <laughs> it's a hard job because, you know, you're in the front line. You're going to carry on working. It's in our natural thing. She's obviously, you know, distraught about it. We spoke a little bit about this whole thing and she was saying loads of people are getting in touch. Newspapers, the Daily Mail, all of them. They're all getting in touch with her. BBC sending her messages. They want to interview her. I'm not sure how far she's gotten it, but it happens all the time. All the time. And I think with the whole interview, it's just made things worse, really. My opinion. It's... uh. But let's try and uh, help somebody out. As you know, I like helping out people. Yeah, it's the no stupid question time. <laughs> Move on quickly, swiftly to another topic. No stupid questions brought to you by Reddit as usual. Right, this one's being posted by Cali Kink and Rope. <laughs> posted 12 hours ago. Uh, right, the question this person asks is, where did the fish in the lakes come from? <laughs> Proper random topic. Where did the fish in the lakes come from? Now, that's a pretty good question. It depends on the lake. I think some lakes are attached to rivers, I'm guessing. But then you got landlocked lakes, which are not you know, don't have any real source of water to to get to it, like, apart from the sky, obviously. <laughs> and the mountain, when it rains. <laughs> so where did the fish come from? Now, I know there's been... Um, we've had these weird... I don't know what they actually call it, but it's kind of like a tornado, I think. You know when you, there's a little tornado and it goes over the sea and it picks up the fishes and then it goes across the land and it drops the fishes. <laughs> That's Mother Nature doing her work right there. That could that could be a possibility. I don't know how <laughs> how uh, if it's a rare occurrence. A I'm not sure. How did the fishes in the how did the fish get in the lakes? Either maybe people have took the fishes there themselves, possibly. Or, yeah, that could be one. Or, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's blowing my mind, this one. Um, what's he put Yeah, There are millions of small lakes completely isolated from any streams or other bodies of water. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They have been there seemingly forever. Yeah, mate, they've been there for... God, they've probably been there longer than we have. <laughs> it's probably the dinosaurs that put them in there. <laughs> Pick up the fish with a big mouth. 
carry it over, drop it, drop it in the lake, because they know that the more fish that are in there, the more they're going to produce, the more food they have. <laughs> it's the dinosaurs. I've solved the puzzle. So in those lakes, there are countless species of fish. How did they get there? Question mark. There are no streams connecting them to anything else. Plus, a given species like a carp looks just like the carp in a pond. Hundreds of miles away. <laughs> Any takers, he says. Well, <clears throat> or she. Could be a bloke. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I want to see what some people are saying. Fish eggs are tiny and sticky and can get stuck on a bird or any other animal. All right, okay. And those animals then go to other ponds and lose the fish eggs there. That's a very good answer from Don Slade. <laughs> he sounds like a fisherman. I forgot about the fish eggs, you know, to be fair. Do you remember the frog frog eggs? I don't see You don't really see many frogs now, not in the UK anyway. Like, years ago, there were frogs everywhere. <laughs> Maybe it was because my next door neighbour had a pond. But we always had frogs in our gardens. And they, they freak me out, frogs do. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's because they look really slimy. And they can jump. <laughs> That's probably the reason. I've never ever picked up a frog. <laughs> That could be, yeah. So it could be right there, the fish eggs. Uh, there's something there, isn't it? Um, well, I just want a quick read of what other people are saying. Scientists recently discovered that some eggs make it out alive after being eaten by a bird. Even if 99% get digested, that 1% survive and it's enough to start a fish population in whatever pond the bird has dropped a log in. <laughs> Uh, there's another theory there. So the birds eat the eggs, they fly over, they don't drop all, you know, they don't digest all of the eggs, so they drop the uh, the poo on the on the lake. <laughs> there we go. I think um, that's a very good answer there. So I hope you uh, got your your an your question answered, my friend. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> So what else has been happening? Oh yeah, the UK pun-off. We had the UK pun-off on Sunday. Uh, that was good fun. I won. Yep, I did win. <laughs> Not bragging about it, but I did win. <laughs> nah, it's all right. I, 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 I'm quite pleased because I think I wrote some decent... Oh, I, yeah, some of them are okay. Some of them are terrible. It's It's puns. So... So I'm going to read out some of the, the jokes. I know you guys love this bit. <laughs> some of you probably turned off. Right, so I'll, I'll read out the topics and I'll do the jokes. Liverpool. When the first Jamaican set foot on Liverpool's docks, he looked around and went, Oh, lad of mercy. <laughs> oh, lad of mercy. You get it? So that's probably where it come from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one time I went to Liverpool and it was a really hot day. So I thought, let me take off my top. And I accidentally threw it in the sea. I thought, oh no, there goes my Burberry. Cross the jersey. <laughs> that is terrible. 
Okay, I really like this joke. Got a couple of retweets, actually, on Twitter. Not a lot, but a handful. All right, gardening. The police can't find who stole my grass seeds. So I'll have to take the lawn into my own hands. (laughs) You get it? Take the lawn. Okay. I've got a tree that grows money, but every autumn I'm raking it in. Wee. There you go. Bit of cash. <laughs> I got some flowers off the R&B group TLC. But I don't want no shrubs. <laughs> the shrub is a guy that they're getting on me. On the passenger side and there's a friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Okay. <laughs> zoos. It's not been the same for many zoos since COVID. A lot of the animals have been left frightened into a corona. (laughs) I had a dream once that I was a caged animal in a zoo, but it was just my menagerie nation. (laughs) Menagerie. I can't say that word, you know. Menagerie. (laughs) I need to go back to school. I went to Dudley and I saw lots of animals. Then I wondered what the actual zoo's going to be like. (laughs) People in the UK are probably laughing their head off. Because Dudley, for those of you who are not listening in the UK, Dudley's a little town in in the West Midlands in the, the Black Country, just outside of Birmingham. And they've got a zoo. It's called Dudley Zoo. But a lot of people know that. Dudley. Is uh, <laughs> a lot of weirdos in Dudley. So that's the joke on them. <laughs> and the zoo's crap. <laughs> the zoo's terrible. All right, female athletes. <laughs> right, one joke. Men's arousals of female athletes are kept on a stiffy graph. <laughs> Hotels. This is more for the UK people. Boy C from Only Fools and Horses has his own hotel. And whenever he calls his porter, he goes, Bow boy! <laughs> Bow boy! You get it? Because there's a Dow boy. Okay. If Man Manswell, Man Manswell was Indian, it would probably be Balti Towers. <laughs> Balti Towers. Postal Services. The last one, guys. I used to work for Royal Mail. The ladies say I have a vintage sack. That's my male brag. As in bag. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is probably my favourite. One of my favourites. DPD Duda. DPD Day. (laughs) Oh oh my, what a wonderful day. My tie lover has sent her her scent. That's a mouthful. My tie lover has sent her scent. As in, you know. Via a parcel, it's a male odour bride. <laughs> male odour. So yeah, that was some of the puns I did on the UK Pun Off show. 49. <laughs> Do check that out. It's live on Facebook at 7pm every Sunday. That's UK time, 7pm. Uh, check that out. Yeah, it's live. It's live on Twitter. It's live on YouTube and also Facebook. So look for us on there. UK Pun Off. Um, I'll be on the bill again, writing some more puns. So I'm looking forward to that. I will tell you what else I'm looking forward to. 
So at work, the same place where I met Mahida, the uh, hijabi paramedic, there's another lady I started working with and never met her before, and she's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> she's a nurse, but she's um, she runs her own Botox salon, and she was telling me some mad stories. <laughs> she's absolutely crazy. She's told me she's been to um, a swingers club. <laughs> <laughs> She said she didn't get involved, but she just went because she wanted to experience it. And she said it's something you have to do. You have to put it on your bucket list. Just go. She said just go and experience it. She said it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Not only that, she wants to... Um, she always wanted... <laughs> she wanted to open her own brothel. <laughs> This is what she told me. And because she's a Botox, she does all the Botox and she does all of the stuff, right? To make yourself look beautiful. Um, She said she goes to Croatia a lot and she takes a lot of people there, clients and stuff. Because in Croatia, apparently it's cheap to get your cosmetics and um, basically anything done. If you want your laser eye surgery or you need your teeth doing, you know. <laughs> Croatia's the place to go, apparently, because <laughs> it's cheap. It's so much cheaper than you'd be paying in the rest of the world. And she, yeah, so she wanted to be, um, she wanted to run a brothel. And she told me that she went, to, she, she treats a lot of, um, should we say working girls? <laughs> she treats a lot of them. And she said, when a, she said one day a client come in and she just having a conversation. And she said, um, oh, how's business? Because <laughs> she says, I don't know. I don't know how to address it. She said, how's business? And the woman said, it's gone a bit quiet because it's Ramadan. Because <laughs> it's Ramadan. Oh, dude, I was howling. I was howling at work. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Because it's Ramadan, it's quiet. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love her. Anyway, she's wrote a book, and I've bought the book. Um, that book is available on Amazon. It's called Confessions of a Botox Babe by Mary Yates. That's not her proper name. You can also get it on Kindle. You can download it for free on Kindle if you've got that. But I bought the paperback, which is twelve ninety nine. And she said all them, all the little stories she told me are, are all in there. And she's got loads of other mad stories. So it's it's kind of like an autobiography of her life. Because she's lost a lot of money. She's been scammed a couple of times. She's lost hundreds and thousands of pounds. Um, but she's absolutely lovely. And I can see why. Because she's just, she's got a kind heart. And people take advantage of that. So do check that out. Do, I haven't started reading the book yet. But I've got the book. I made her sign it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to read that. That's something forward to, uh, to look forward to. I forgot to mention that, but, yeah, I just remembered. But uh, shall we do a, a weird news story? I think we should, shan't we? <laughs> I really hope it's about working girls. 
working through the holy months. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, here. Today's story is... Panda Express employee forced to strip during a trust building exercise lawsuit says... <laughs> A former Panda Express employee said she was pressured into stripping to her underwear in front of colleagues and strangers during a trust-building exercise, according to civil complaint. Jennifer Spargy Fury, well, there's a name. Shout out to Jennifer Spargy Fogarogi, who's 23. Happy birthday, Bab. Filled the lawsuit last month in Los Angeles County Superior Court. Panda Express and a live cinemas and coaching academy, a self-improvement consulting outfit that led the exercise and named as suit as defendants. According to the filing, Spargy Foggy Rogi worked for Panda Express from August the 10th in 2016 to July 2019 in the northern LA County suburb of Santa Clarita. <laughs> Santa Clarita. You get it? <laughs> Maybe that's why they stripped her. She said that her live cinemas are often a prerequisite to promotion. <laughs> what does prerequisite? Prerequisite? Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. What does that mean? Does that mean someone who wants promotion? So much so that the attendees are required to provide their work ID numbers so cinema fees could be debited directly from their Panda Express employee account. <laughs> Does that mean they had to pay for the team building? If that is the case, that's absolutely mental. Why would you make your employees pay for training, for team building, when it's you guys who want the team building? You lot, what is, is this what they do in America? That can't be right. That can't be right. <laughs> the day-long session... However, were bizarre and quickly devolved into psychological abuse, the lawsuit said. During one session in 2019, Spargi was pressured into an exercise wherein she was forced to strip down to her underwear <laughs> under the guise of trust building. What? What kind of trust building is that? <laughs> I wonder if they did that kind of trust building in the swingers club. <laughs> <laughs> that my friend went to I bet the staff did that there right where were we I've lost where we were now um, yeah she stripped almost naked in front of strangers and co-workers and was extremely uncomfortable pr but pressured on because she knew it was her only chance of promotion <laughs> that's what the lawsuit's saying meanwhile a live cinema staff were openly ogling the women in the state of undress smiling and laughing <laughs> were they all blokes is this an actual trust building team um, people that organise it because if it is it's, there's something wrong there mate later in this exercise Spargy Fargaragi and a male participant also down to his underwear <laughs> were allegedly forced to stand in front of the group to hog it out <laughs> The seminar more and more resembled a cult initiation ritual as time went on, apparently. After Spargy Ragi Ragi left the cinema, I keep saying cinema as in like a movie theatre, 
seminar. <laughs> she was constructive, constructively terminated from her position with Panda Express in 2019, according to the suit. The suit which said Spargy Fargy Ragi was a victim of sexual battery, a hostile work environment and infliction of emotional distress did not name a dollar figure for damages. The reason she didn't name the dollar figure is because you need money. If you are if you live in LA, the land of Hollywood, you're going to need money. Because <laughs> apparently everyone in LA wants to be a movie star. This is what I've heard. I've been to LA, as you all know. And they all want to be movie stars. Is that true? Right. Panda Restaurant Group, the Rosemead, California-based company of Panda Express, said it's conducting its own investigation about the allegations. We do not condone the kind of behaviour described in the lawsuit and it's deeply concerning to us, according to a company statement on Wednesday. We're committed to providing a safe environment for all associates and stand behind our core values to treat each person with respect. The company also sought to distance itself from co-defendant Alive, calling its third-party organization in which panda has no ownership interest and over which it exercises no control panda restaurant group has not and does not mandate any associate participate in a live cinema and coaching academy or its requirement to earn promotions (laughs) so this this training company literally lied to her and said if you don't do it we're gonna sack you (laughs) And they're not even part of the company. That is terrible. If that's true, that is really bad. Alive could not be immediately reached for comment. They've done it, innit? <laughs> when you've done something and you don't respond instantly, there's something wrong there. Exactly going back to the Meghan and Markle thing. The royal family, it took them, did it take them a day to respond to the interview? Maybe because they kept typing what they want to say. <laughs> kept deleting it and changing it. See? We, okay. Anyway, in a statement to the Orange County Register, the organisation said its training sessions are presented with respect and dignity. There we go. <laughs> That's some of the things you have to do if you want a job nowadays is take off your clothes. <laughs> It's how you get likes, isn't it? It's like TikTok. If you want a massive TikTok following, you got to take off your clothes. <laughs> that that some that is some kind of training um, technique there. I I've, I think I've told you guys, but I'll quickly tell you again. I actually shot someone during a training exercise. <laughs> Shall we say team building? And when I say shot, I mean I actually shot someone. So we went to play paintballing, and there's a game called uh, Capture the Flag where you had to get one team has to get to the other side of the team to, to and capture their flag to win. So I was proper commando. I was rolling all over the floor. I was running through the bushes, and the other team didn't even see me because I went round to the right, and I went. I was Call of Duty, mate. <laughs> I was Call of Duty train. So I got to the other side of the hut and there was three of the three of the enemy teams in there. And I had an option to shoot someone. Right? I chose to shoot a girl. <laughs> I'm so shameful. 
the worst thing about it is like it was point point blank range shot with a little shotgun and i don't know where to aim so i thought let me look at do i shoot her legs and then i moved up to her head and i went now nah, i better not shoot her head so i went back down and i shot her in the leg and i felt so guilty afterwards because she was screaming in pain <laughs> she could have sued me or the nhs <laughs> But the the manager got in trouble for that because, um, yeah, because <laughs> it was a very high risk game playing paintballing during a, a team building. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's what most lads do when they have a stag party. I'm sure they go paintballing or they go to the shooting range. But there you go. That was today's um, story. Weird news story. Weird one. I know. Proper weird that. So yeah, do um, keep supporting the podcast as usual. Like it, share it with your friends, do leave a review. Really helps with the algorithm. Thank you for listening once again. I'll see you for the next episode. (laughs) 